fun. Boom! Oh. There it is, ladies and gents. Happy April Fool's Day on my favorite day of the week, SHIT. Uh, so, so happy, happy it's Thursday. Thursday. Here we go. Shut up and sit down. The Business Bros Podcast was created for you. Learn from the business professionals who come to share their stories. Find out what's working in business and social media, what's hot and what's not, straight from the mouths of successful entrepreneurs out there doing the real work. And now, welcome to another episode of Business, business, business. Yeah. <laughs> That was perfect, Mike. That was perfect. I chimed in at the wrong time. I was like, Bros! I was about to catch somebody. <laughs> Hi, James. Drop the heat for Mike. Here we go. All Stop right, all you business pros. Before we jump into the show, oh boy, it's going to be a funny one. Quick reminder to please subscribe on whichever platform it is that you're listening to us on today. Give us a like, give us a follow, subscribe, drop a review, help other like-minded business owners find value from our hilarious guests while we rise up in those podcast rankings. We'll sincerely appreciate every single one of you for it. And if you want to be a guest on the show, we'd love to have you on to learn from you as well. Go to www.businessbros.biz, schedule your time slot. Don't forget to follow us on all social medias at business bros pod all right everybody we're so excited so honored to bring another incredible guest to the business bros pod today's guest knows a thing or two about honor courage and commitment and after his navy career he took the even more courageous step of starting his stand-up comedy career in 2004 with no idea what he was doing sometimes a smash other times a bore it didn't matter if he was getting hella laughs or booed and heckled off stage after his shows our guest was determined to learn his craft, and he persevered to ultimate success. Performing stand-up comedy opened up other opportunities, and our guest has since been awarded Best Supporting Actor for his role His role in Love Rules, has been involved in multiple award-winning films, and, perhaps his crowning achievement, took part in WWE's WrestleMania 31. Our guest has one hell of a story to share, and we're excited to have him here to share it with us today. Get ready for some laughs. Joining us today out of Elk Grove, California, that's a thing, the host of the Me, Myself, and I podcast. My stuff already? Welcome to the Hold show, Mike Fettencourt! <laughs> Turn the fire back on for Mike. Turn the fire back on for Mike. We like to have fun. We like to have fun. I don't know where El Grove is. Nothing. It's somewhere in California. bad for business. You're a business bro. It's up there somewhere. It's up there. Bad for business. That should be business bros 101. Don't shit on your guest. Take notes, Jay. Take notes. Number one is be of service to others. I'll put that as number two. I'll put that as number two. What Don't is? shit on your guests has to be number two because be of well, service to others is still number one. Well, leave reviews for LinkedIn guests be behind you. Make sure there you, you go. leave reviews for, for LinkedIn <laughs> yep. guests, okay? Yep, when yep. You do that. <laughs> That's it right down the backboard, right? What's your notes right and there, ideas? Right what did you learn today? Don't shit. Write it down. Write it down on the chalkboard. Do not uh, shit I gotta get on the your guests on shit Thursday. Whatever. So happy it's Thursday. So happy it's Thursday. So so happy it's Thursday. Don't shit. Well, I guess you're happy to see me on Thursday. So yeah, I just got <laughs> shat on. I just realized you were shitting on me because you're happy it's Thursday. I there just figured go. that out. That's right. We're going to go with it. We're going to go with it. It's okay to shit on me because you guys like me. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so happy it's Thursday and so happy to be shit on by the business. Bros. <laughs> 
Oh, no, 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 no. April Fools. <clears throat> Awkward silence. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, don't I, don't, know. I, 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 I thought you were going somewhere with that. I'm no. this close about to remove myself from the stream and leave. Right now. <laughs> Mike's, like, Mike's, like, Mike's like, wait, I signed up for what real quick? Uh, all right. Well, that's the end of today's show, ladies and gentlemen. That's all we yeah. have for you. Today, I lost more than you can know. <laughs> there it goes. All right, Mike. Hey, man. For real, welcome to the welcome to the show. I mean, dude, I've I've been watching you take off ever since we first got into uh, into your whole podcast. Go? Why is he? James, why do you leave? James disappears all the time. Don't shit on me, James. James, or, James, come back. Come I, back. I, I gotta come hang back. out today. Come, I gotta, come, I gotta, come I thought, back. I thought you were staying. Why? Why are you leaving? You're like, oh, now he's about to give an interview. Like, um, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's how it works. My, no, my the interview starts we go three screen. Really? Yeah, dude. You bounce. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. I apologize. Can, oh, that's cool. It's I, cool. Just, I, I just felt, you know, we had a bomb. We were shitting on each other on shit <laughs> Thursday. So I think I'm going to have to bring out some cups here. What's going on? What's going on? <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. I, I apologize. Uh, cheers. Cheers. It's, it's Thursday. It's not Friday yet. It's not thir- it's oh, still damn. Thursday. It's still Thursday. That's okay. It was just tea. All right. All right, Mike. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. Okay. I'll uh, be serious. Yeah, no, you don't have to be serious. Uh, you're a comedian, man. That's how it rolls. All right, uh, we we got to talking a little bit before the show about April Fools. It kind of being a comedian holiday. So, it is a comedian's holiday. It's tell me, live tell for. me some stories about April Fools or stuff that goes on. Like, what's it like being a comedian? What's it like to be a comedian on April Fools' Day? Yeah. Honestly, us comedians, I don't know. I really don't do pranks. But if something happens, you laugh. Or I think one of the biggest pranks I probably did on April Fool is when I prank called my uncle, and he gets—he's very hot-tempered, and uh, he uh, takes everything seriously and literally. And I got him good on April Fools and told him who I was, and he was not happy to hear that it was me <laughs> either. He was like, "Mike, you—you need to answer the phone correctly." But usually, as a comedian on stage, like I like a, yeah, I mean, what I just do in general. Yeah, I think you know what I take it as a comedian's holiday. It's like our 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 day of rest while everyone else is doing pranks and enjoying themselves, you know, fooling each other. As a comedian, we sit back and relax and we watch everyone else create the shit show. You're and not you're not worried about like you know having that whole idea of this is the day you're supposed to be funny, like that that you know they put that pressure on you. No, this is my day of rest. That's, that's what it is. So you showed up on the podcast. That's how it works. I yeah. showed up on the podcast to relax and get shit on, on Thursday. <laughs> but no, I don't have to. I don't. I me personally, I don't feel like it's uh, a way to be extra funny. I think it's just a, a holiday, just to have a good time. If I mean, if you're on doing comedy on stage, yeah, then yes, yeah, you definitely turn it up. But off stage, probably not. No, but mm-hmm. on stage, yeah, you, you should bring it, and you should be extra funny, and because it is April Fool's Day, and it's a day for us to, you know, give thanks to all the the pranks and comedy and shit talking and everything. It's a day to rejoice. That's what it is. That's how I. That's how I look at it. Do I look at I look at comedy as as just a part of life? Like the, you get to point out things that most people would be really offended by. And don't get me wrong; people are offended with comedy all the time. But we get to kind of like point fingers and laugh at things that comedians point out. I think comedians are some of the smartest, most uh, like really down to earth people that kind of get some of these nuances that we call being human. 
like what, what's it like when you're creating sketch comedy like when you watch your show you know when you when you're watching me myself and i if you if we watch your podcast you have skits in there you got like different uh thought out segments uh your commercial pieces kind of you think you're being sold something and then you're just like laughing your ass off like you know what what part of your creative is activated and, and like when you're when you're going through your day like how do you take something that might be like offensive and turn it into something that could be fun and people can enjoy and consume as, as you know, regular content. I think, uh, anything that is hurtful, uh, anything that pushes you over the edge, everything that gets you angry. Um, it's our, the comedian's job to find funny in it, to not give it power anymore. I mm. think, um, I think, uh, you know how time heals all wounds and when it's out in the open it that's the beginning of the healing process when we're out in the open uh talking about certain things to other people and all of us as strangers are laughing together then yeah that's when time heals all wounds because that's you're allowing laughter to heal those wounds for you and then when you look back on it you know 10 years from now it's gonna be hysterical what happened to you no matter how painful it was, because you can always find something funny. So us comedians, we find what's funny now or we find what's hard and we flip the script on it because we need to heal now. We can't live with anger all the time. It's 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 not good for you. It's toxic. Oh, dude, it's, it's, totally it's a poison. Is. It is a poison, especially in today's environment. So, you, you know, during the Trump era, it, it wasn't um, not just Trump himself, but just the vibration of how loud things are were and are right now it's it's too much and it's up to us comedians to put put out that flame with laughter it's not worth it it's poisonous and it's up to us to inject that fun inside each each and every one of us i know that sounds really gross but i wasn't trying to go for that route that was not my route i was but trying to be all preachy and then i caught myself like well that sounds disgusting what kind of funny are you putting inside me it's that's what laughter. she said. That's what she like said. That. That's the line you should have went with at the end there. That's I almost did, but I was like, no, nah, I better be honest. <laughs> that's where comedy comes from. No, but, but dude, what, what, you're, what you're talking about there is, is is actually truly powerful. I think I heard, I don't know if it was uh, Tony Robbins or Les Brown. They're like a montage of stuff that I listen to sometimes. And I remember one of them saying, you know, like, if if you can think that whatever the situation you are in right now, in five years from now, 10 years from now, whatever, you're going to look back and laugh at the situation. Why do you have to wait the five or 10 years? Why can't that be tomorrow or think, the next I think, day? I think the reason why it's like that, it's because it's just like a scab on your arm. It takes time to, you know, as soon as you hurt the scab, it, it's hurt. You tap it, you touch it. Within a week, it gets better. I think our human heart and our mind and everything inside of us takes us that time to heal that scab. Hmm. But while you're going through that healing process, might as well laugh along the way with someone pointing out other funny stuff while you're healing internally. I think that's, that's the reason why laughter's here. We all have scabs. We all have cuts. We all have bruises. We all have ups. We all have downs. You know, I'm not the, I don't make, I mean, I like, I like, I make myself laugh. I enjoy making myself laugh, especially with being home, just writing stuff or, but when I watch other comedians laugh or when I watch something funny on TV, I mean, can you actually be sad if you watch Jim Carrey's liar, liar? 
No, dude, you can't. That guy's freaking hilarious. Can you actually be down in the dumps watching Jim Carrey's Liar Liar? Notice I didn't say Ace Ventura or Dumb and Liar Liar is the highest underrated Jim Carrey film. Dude, I don't think it's, I think it was freaking hilarious. I, think, I, I love, everyone love, but still on that pedestal, when everyone thinks of Jim Carrey, it's always Ace Ventura, number one. That's because that was kind of like more of his breakthrough stuff. Like that's where he started to make a name for himself. Right. Okay. You know, I mean, yeah, in Living Color, but that was the first time he stepped into that, that big screen. But watching Jim Carrey and watching Liar Liar, you're not, and you're enjoying his pain because he's dealing with a process that we've all been through. Mm-hmm. You're enjoying his pain. You're enjoying what he's doing because it's not really affecting you, but it is because you've been there. That's why you can relate to it. Hey, Mike. Hey, Mike. Should yes. we call James out? Because I know there's a scene he can do. James, take a deep breath, dude. Could take a deep breath and come is on he gonna here. Do the speeding one. He's gonna do the speeding one. The speeding. Here it goes. I sped. I followed you closely. I almost hit a Chevy. I sped some more. I fell the yellow crosswalk. I changed lanes at the intersection. and changed lanes without signaling while running a red light and speeding. All right. Is that nice. All? <laughs> is that all? Is that all? No. I have unpaid parking tickets. <laughs> Be gentle. Oh, that is a great movie. That really is. You know who's really funny in A Liar Liar? Is uh, who's, uh, the, the, the stepdad. Hey, creep. That guy. <laughs> here comes <laughs> the claw. Oh. Dude, he's completely <laughs> opposite <laughs> of Jim Carrey. And I think that's what makes him 10 times funnier. Dude, he, you look at the underlayer of who he is as a as a as his character and how deep dark his character goes compared to Jim Carrey because Jim Carrey is very animated, likable, lovable. He went on this bland version of him, but he had to go deeper. Like, so what's completely opposite of funny? That Just, bland darkness. <laughs> And, and he, you know, his his uh, his character in that movie is Bland Darkness. But, I mean, he's usually a pretty funny guy. Like him himself. No, he like, is. But his character. What's his name? Gosh. I can't oh, remember the stepdad's name. James will look it up and let me know. James, can you look it up, please? Find out. Sure. I know Carrie Ewells, but what's his character's name? I can't remember. Oh, anyways. Anyways, but if you look in his eyes, you could see, like, there's nothing there. You really observe <laughs> Liar Liar. You can see he's he's hiding something. There's something that Jerry. he's hiding. What's that? Jerry. Jerry. That's <laughs> right. Jerry. Yeah, that's right. That's hey, just creep. something ugly people say. <laughs> hey, creep. <laughs> nah, dude. Well, let, let's oh move into God, that. Oh, my God. It's Fletcher. Fletcher. <laughs> <laughs> Quit breaking the law, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best line right there. Favorite movie quote. Yep, he just so screams good. it right so there, good. dude. Yep. But that's my hey, my, hey. my personal favorite is his rant in the uh in the Court conference room. room? Oh, oh, the conference, in the conference oh, when he, room. When he, <laughs> He's a pedantic, but defecating, pretentious bastard, a belligerent old fart, a worthless seeming pile of cowden, figuratively speaking. And then they're all laughing. James is old. <laughs> Simmons is old. Oh yeah, Simmons is old. He should have been out of the game years ago, but he can't stay home because he hates his wife. You've seen her at the Christmas parties. She's the one who gets plastered and calls him a retard. <laughs> can't say that anymore. It's 2021. Know, can't say that anymore. Can't say that word. But you know, I'm, I'm quoting a movie. I think it's okay. It's true. I think it's okay. I think it's okay. Yeah. It, like, it, like, as soon as I said, it, I was like, oh shit, I'm not allowed to say that. Oops. Oops. Oh well. And we'll, you know, we'll edit that, that part quote. out. You know. Yeah. <laughs> 
Because <laughs> I care about my fans. Mike, what's <laughs> he's gonna go back to that dude? He'll never let let live it down, dude. It's it's, it's stuck. All man. the ones, all the ones in Elk Grove. Yeah, all yeah, the ones exactly. In Elk Grove. That's all right, man. <laughs> Mike, what what's it take to become a a paid comedian or a paid actor? Like to step into that limelight. Like it's one thing to be funny amongst your friends, to do it, you know, at at open mics, but it's a whole different level to get paid for it. Don't think about uh, about the money first when it uh, when you're doing stand up comedy. Stand up comedy is not the get rich quick business model that everyone. I mean, you can sell shirts, you can make this, you can do that, and but to be funny on on cue and be funny on stage, it takes life experience, it takes uh, pain, and it takes a lot of failure. And if you realize that. It's not about the money because it's not. To be a stand-up comedian, it's about the art form. It's about the art of making people laugh. It's about the ability to connect with people. There's no price tag on that. There's no get rich, you know, conveyor belt of how to pyramid scheme to, to the top. Either you have it or you don't. And if you have it, how do you figure out to relate to strangers? It takes time. It takes years. It takes time going on the road. Um, it takes a lot of practice in front of open mics and just get on stage as much as you can. And then when, and then people will start noticing that you're funny and they'll start giving you spots. Uh, you know, I'll give you this spot for this much money. And then you start get, becoming popular with that and your comedy. And then you start taking that to the comedy clubs and, and then it just starts blossoming and growing. Then you can take the business model and pursue it because the thread of what you're pushing the business is comedy. If the com if the product of comedy isn't funny, why are you producing yourself as a comedian if the product doesn't work? So is that why you started getting into the podcast space to kind of get more practice and and build that business side and start kind of getting more exposure in that space? Yes, I. Uh, first of all, I like how you switch them. That's such an honest. That's such a cool thing how you doing that. By the way, <laughs> I never do that. I'm so I always put my uh, my guests on one side and then I feel like, but this is such a nice thing that you're doing. <laughs> I'm so selfish. That's why I named my show after me. That's how selfish I am. <laughs> no, uh, I'm your huckleberry. That's right. That's no, right. Not. I'm your huckleberry. <laughs> Love that movie. I was watching that last night. Dude, it's love on HBO Max right now. So I like you know, a lot of people movie. get access to it. Great movie. And I don't know how many times, Go millions ahead. of times. Skin that smoke wagon and see what, see happens. what happens. I said, throw down, boy. <laughs> you tell him I'm coming and hell's coming with me. You hear? Hell's <laughs> coming with me. <laughs> man. I'll do that with Sam Elliott. There he goes. Oh, white. I know that smoke anywhere. I can't. I'm not telling you can't own a gun. I say you can't own a gun in town. Yeah. <laughs> Our studio I I, audience. I, I wish I had Sam Elliott's hair. The dude. <laughs> Sam Elliott plays Sam Elliott in every single movie. Sam Elliott plays Sam Elliott <laughs> as Sam Elliott. Yeah, Sam. he does. Yes, Sam. I like your hair. Thank you. America's beer. Dude, okay, the guy's old now. I mean, he's been old since he's been popular, but I mean, dude, how much tail chases 
Sam Elliott. It's dude. the hair. It's not <laughs> hair. When he goes like this, and it just drapes down. Dude, it's just forty years old. The pool had a hair, and I could still dance like the best of them. Well, lady wouldn't take that. I, I have no that. chance, man. I got dude, no chance. This. I got nothing. Look at that. Put that over your eye. Look how stupid we look. <laughs> I bet you Sam Elliott was amazing, dude. You're like the, the Filipino Jordan. I'm sorry, Jordy the Forge. <laughs> and I'm Baldy Puerto Rican the Forge. Look at that, dude. Look how terrible we look. Sam Elliott put that off. If Sam Elliott put that down like that, he'll still be like, check this out. What do you say? Women would love that. Oh, dude. Give it a, uh, a tan. A tan. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking tan. <laughs> dude, well, okay, so even even in that whole space, I mean, there's a lot of people who've made it into that space, and it wasn't like their first job. You look at, like, Samuel L. Jackson's or or the Morgan Freeman's or the Sam Elliott's. Like, it's it's not in their youth that they make it. So when you're telling me about, you know, being a comedian is taking many years, life experience to get into that space. I'm reminded of uh, like Kevin Hart's interview with Joe Rogan. And he talks about like it took him years, like two, three years to develop a, a, a set that was like TV worthy. Like, is, right. is that what you're saying? Like, it's just a process. It is a process. It is going to because what's funny in Elk Grove, according to. The James of what he said funny here with the yokels <laughs> may not be funny to people in San Diego or what's funny in San Diego is not funny in uh, people in LA. Well, you know, you have to go all over to find out what is funny or if you can figure out what's funny to everybody, then you can say the exact same thing in San Diego, Elk Grove, New York, Oklahoma, and still connect with them it's not what you say it's how you say it mm. so how do you say it well that's the fun part how do you bring up certain topics to make you know a trump supporter love you when you're talking shit about trump mm. how can you make that person laugh or how can you take it to the extreme it's comedy and what's comedy is 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 you and how do you figure that out well you gotta go and do your reps. You got to go outside. You got to go and fail as much as you can. Because Dude, you're, if you, you're selling yourself. Like every time you hop on stage, you're selling yourself. And every time you hop on stage and you drop a line, like I did at the very beginning, talk about April Fool's and nobody says anything. Crickets. Like you got to deal with that sort of rejection, I guess. But like I'm assuming after years of being a comedian, when you drop something and there's no laughs, it rolls off your back a little easier. Or how, how does that feel? It's no, it's it's always surprising. It's always <laughs> a surprise. Anything on stage is always a, a surprise because, um, what if one night or let's say you have you're doing a two week run, and every single night you are destroying, just every single night, then you come back and you go do another show. Uh, the next week, and the one joke that gets the applause break gets the. Uh, the almost stand ovation, no one laughs. Or, or the joke that doesn't get laughs gets huge amount of laughs. Sometimes it's just a wavelength of what you're saying, but you won't know that power unless you train for that power. That's that's the that's the key thing. Look how long so, it took 
Look how long it took Superman to be Superman. He mm. knew his powers from the beginning, from 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 birth. He knew he was from a different planet, but he was afraid to hone in on that power. Well, only for you to be a, a stand-up comedian is to do stand-up comedy and fail. Get on stage. Feel that. If you can harness your power through that, then you can be very successful. But if you take a few nights and bomb and run away from it and never come back, then uh, you're, you're, excuse me, you're designed for something else. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's I feel nothing. like uh, I feel like you guys are comedians are like the dark side of the force because like you know, <laughs> too old to begin the training, but you always got to go for like you got to take the dark and turn it into a light. Like it, it's almost like you go fishing for you know uh, what's his name? What's his name? Um, Daniel Posh, right? Uh, Posh, whatever his name is. Daniel Tosh. Daniel Tosh. There you go. That's his name. Uh, that dude is super dark. <laughs> the Spice Girl name, Daniel Posh. The, <laughs> yeah, the whatever, whatever it was. I couldn't Spice remember. Girl. It was something like that. <laughs> I'm Daniel that, Posh. Get ready to laugh. But that dude is freaking hilarious He's and hysterical. gruesome. And like, and you can't really bring up his stuff in public. Like how do it, 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 developing that personality type and deciding what kind of humor you're going to go after? Like, is that something that you develop over time too? Or you just kind of intuitively know, like, this is my thing. I think I think um, when you find your voice is you say something personal on stage that's vulnerable that you've never said before and it strikes a chord with the audience and you like that feeling and you follow that feeling mm. and then you keep digging into that vein and then eventually if you want to reinvent yourself and go a different direction, you can because you're so used to and comfortable with yourself. You're always evolving. You're always changing yourself. You're always um, outdoing yourself. You're never the comedian before. You're never the comedian after. You. And it's always, it's, you know, before COVID, it was such a more of a, not like a, not like an ego thing, but it was, it was more of a, man, you got more laughs than me. I got to get, I got to outdo those laughs. And I guess, cause we're, as a comedians, we're just so used to the amount of laughs we've been in that room where you know, it was earth shattering. We've mm -hmm. done that when the whole crowd just completely loses it. And you, you're always chasing that. You're always chasing that high. Yeah. You know, you're always chasing that. You're always going, how can it, but it, it, it's never going to be like, you can never have 365 days of dynamite shows without getting unscathed. It's just comedy bites back and you got to figure out how you got to trust yourself. That's the main thing. The more you do stand-up comedy, the more you will find yourself and trust yourself and believe in yourself because you're saying it. No one else is saying it. No one else is writing it. It's you, your mind, everything that's connected, it's all you. So um, for you to go to find that vein, if you if something feels right and you want to go dark and gruesome and 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 bring funny to that era, that's because it feels right in that direction, mm. which is different parts of comedy if you just want to do physical and you don't want to be dark because you're tired of the darkness whether you're living it or not and you want to go just do voices i mean there's so many pieces to comedy there's no one lane there's i mean that's why there's so many different art forms of comedy in in 2020 we had covid and stand up in a like public setting pretty much disappeared 
And I feel like in like one of the questions that I'm going to be asking people as I get to be around people again is like, what was your lockdown legacy? Like over 2020, there's something that that happened over lockdown. Some people got in really good shape. Some people sharpened their tools. Some people, whatever it is. How has the lockdown affected your comedic career and and you know and your podcast? Uh, well, I, I I stepped up my podcast game because. I had to be home for the family. I couldn't be. Uh, I didn't want to go out right when COVID hit. I didn't want to. I just, I just didn't want to go out. I didn't want to take any risks. Because when you're a family, you're not thinking about yourself anymore. And especially with stand up, it's a very stand up comedy is a very selfish, um, egotistical art form because <laughs> it is about you. Yeah. And it's very and, and it's it. It's about you saying the story, but it's about the audience laughing at that story. Yeah. But it took me years to realize that too. Because and when you do stand-up comedy so much, you're like, I'm killing, I'm crushing, I'm crushing. When COVID hit, it just wiped everything out, wiped the whole slate clean. I had, you know, basically 15 years of nonstop stage time, nonstop. I, I, I revolved my whole life around comedy and everyone else's life around that because that was my life. That was my lifestyle. So when that was gone, I, you know, me and my family, we really reconnected really well. So that's number one. We, um, and I'm very, I don't have, I don't have any regrets. Zero. Um, which helped me forward my, um, uh, or step up my podcast game. I said, well, I'm not going to be going out, so I'm going to be hitting it every week. At this day and time, every week. And then I discovered StreamYard, found you on StreamYard, and just kept going. And just every week, every week, every week, every week. Um, and I have comedy gigs here and there. Um, but I don't think I would be as sharp or as poignant if it wasn't for podcasting mm. podcasting helps me really think about my thoughts. And when you're first doing stand-up comedy, you're not really thinking about your thoughts when you're on stage because you're just so nervous. You're extremely nervous. And there's so many different, you, do you surf Hernan? No, man. I used to boogie board when I was okay. like uh, in, when, in junior high, high school, but that's about when you, it. When you boogie board, and the waves are still crashing down. When you first did it, what did it feel like before you had control? Uh, like free falling almost. Like you're just going for a ride and you don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> okay. That's exactly what stand-up comedy is. It's this tidal wave of emotions crashing down on you. And you're on this little boogie board for the very first time, not knowing what to do. Okay. With time and, 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 thinking things through clearly and yes, you're supposed to study and yes, you're supposed to observe yourself and be self-aware and, and, and take out the words that don't need to be taken out. But for some reason, podcasting for me helped me to think and gather my thoughts and not worry about, is this funny yet? And not worry about, um, is this glass going to shatter on my punchline? I mean, there's so many different things and that has helped me to be uh, to speak clearer on stage and think and power through 
those certain things if a glass shatters or or someone heckles or sometimes if there was hecklers before podcasting there was hecklers i would just go right to them and 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 say things at them but because of podcasting helps me just to talk it out talk louder and just go faster and speed up the process and you can have so many different ranges with podcasting and it's very intimate it's very um it brings people closer together so on top with with podcasting and stand up comedy when you bring what i've taught what i've taught myself from podcasting to the stage it's it's definitely made me a better comedian mm. dude I can't believe uh, 30 minutes just like flies by here. Like <laughs> I, I've had so much fun. I don't think I've laughed on a podcast quite as much. We're just uh, getting started, dude. I know. And we're just getting started. How much time getting, do we have left? We have, how much time do we have left? We were supposed to do like 10 minutes, right? <laughs> yeah, we're supposed to do like 10 <laughs> minutes at a time. Damn, I'm sorry. First no, 10 man, minutes no, was no, James no. Ragnar El Grove. <laughs> Remember that? Yeah, he's, he's, gonna, he's never going to live down El Grove. It's <laughs> fine. It's fine. <laughs> it's Elk Grove anyway. <laughs> Where is that again? He has the beard to say that too. You've noticed that he's got the boy band beard to, to, to talk shit about Elk Grove. <laughs> that, that's one thing right there. He's never been called a a, a boy band one. That was usually I can what see I the got. boy band. Right. I, I, I can see. It. I guess I can see it. Okay. It's the full head of hair. It's the jealousy that we have for that full head of hair. That's what's going on there, right, Ham? No, I don't hate on people's hair. Thanks, Grandpa. I, I don't. I don't hate on on, on his hair. Oh, I, I don't hate. I was just. But he's got the boy. Envious. Look, I can't get that. He's got the. Do it. You are my fire, <laughs> the one. Come on, James. Desire. Desire. Believe. Come on. When I say <laughs> I, I want it that way, tell me why. There we go. There we go. Definitely not my karaoke song, but uh, you know, it's fine. <laughs> No, James, yeah, he's a country had fun. boy. I had fun, James. This is awesome. It's good. Oh, That's wait, good. wait, wait, wait. We forgot. We got to let Mike, you got to let people know how they can find your podcast and how they can get a gram. You want to get You guys want a gram? <laughs> follow me on Instagram at Mike B Comedy. Um, you can follow me on Facebook at Mike B Comedy. Uh, and that's where my podcast uh, airs every Thursday at 8 p.m. Uh, called Me, Myself, and I. Eastern and, time. Uh, I'm sorry? E uh, Pacific time? Eastern time? <laughs> I was like, what the hell? Eastern, Eastern time. time. You, okay. don't even, you don't know where Oak Grove is either, no, apparently. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, it just, it's, it's just threw north. me off. Yeah, I didn't yeah. see In that didn't little in place between LA and the Bay Area, right? Yeah, That's yeah. what we said. <laughs> Eastern time. <laughs> yeah. The little, the little, you know, this is this is the rest of the world. This is this is not my world. Right <laughs> you know what? When I when I moved to San Diego, if I ever moved to San Diego, I'll probably think the same thing. I'm like, fuck everything else. People are nice here. Wow. <laughs> Hello, San Diego. Pretty wonderful, yeah. I, yeah I, we're, I've we're never heard anyone of, complain about San Diego. No, no, never. we're a community of transplants, dude. Everybody here's from somewhere else. Nobody here's from San Diego. So who's True. originally from where you guys James, where are you originally from then? Born uh, in I LA. guess we we're born in LA, but <laughs> came here. Yeah, when you I was definitely love San old. Diego. You left yeah. you left you left <laughs> LA. <laughs> yeah. You go to yeah, San exactly. Diego. Ah, smells like whale's vagina. <laughs> little anchorman reference. Little anchorman. Little anchorman didn't see that coming. Sixty percent of the time, it works every time. There you go. Oh, <laughs> That's money.
That's awesome. <laughs> See, that's why we're friends because we think alike, right? There. That's dude. And plus, all this, all it's so funny because you talk about a lot about different references. You went with you went with liar liar. So you you already had movie references. Some of our favorite movies. You were I mean, before we even got on the show, you were watching some uh, Undertaker and Shawn Michaels, right? Yes. <laughs> I mean, super dope. We spent some time in the in the WWF era, ladies and gentlemen. Just throwing that the out attitude there. Era. Right? Yeah, <laughs> the yeah. attitude we're, we're era. Stone Cold Steve Austin. That's what? right. That's James, right. you come out here talking smack about Elk Grove. What? We got your little beady eyes. Lock on to the eyes <laughs> of the world's funniest son of a bitch. Eh, eh, and that's the bottom line. Because Stone Cold. Because Stone Cold. Said so. You have to, you have to do it. Said so. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mike. Man, hey, thanks for filling in with me, man. I mean, I, I threw it out there. You, you picked it up on the last minute. So thank you very much yeah. for coming on the show, dude. Really appreciate thank it. Thank you both. Thank you guys for having me. I really appreciate it. You guys do a phenomenal job on your show. And... I always see you posting stuff and always see guests coming up and I hope you guys blow up and become a, a, a household name because without you guys, I wouldn't be where I'm at. So thank you both for pushing hard and, and uh, you know, making us little Elk Grovians better each day. <laughs> little Elk Grovians, dude. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Grovian. <laughs> dude, that's going to be it. I, anytime I go on your show, I'm going to do that. Hashtag Elk Grovians. Elk Grovians. There you go. Little Elk Grovians. Little Elk Grovians. Now it's, now it's going to become a metropolis, hopefully. <laughs> hopefully. No, but seriously, guys, thank you for everything that you've done with Business Bros. It, it means a lot. And it, I'm listening all the time, and I'm sure everyone else is too. And you guys definitely make an impact. So keep doing what you're doing. Thanks, Mike. Thanks. And keep making people laugh, dude. Hey, for, ladies and gents, I'm telling you, go check out Mike's stuff. It'll be on today. Today's SHIT day. We didn't only shit on him. It's literally the day that he does his show. So it'll be on, on at 8 o'clock. On April Fool's Day. It'll be on at 8 o'clock. Go check it out. I'm telling you, I mean, it, there's so many awesome ways to use StreamYard. I mean, we do it in a, in, a, in a cool way. Mike does it his way, and his way is funny. So go check his stuff out tonight, 8 p.m. Uh, check it out on his website, mikebentacourt.com. Uh, or on on uh, on the gram, right? What do we what on the we... gram? And go to my uh, uh, link tree uh, in the bio, and uh, you can find my face uh, Facebook and podcast from there. So, oh. but go on the IG, get some grams, and then follow me on uh, <laughs> on the gram. <laughs> on the gram. <laughs> All right, ladies yeah. and gents, we'll see you guys next time. You guys, take care, and we're out. Thank you for listening to the Business Bros Podcast. Are you looking to get more clients or to increase your income? Hernan, the business bro, can help you generate referrals through the power of podcasting. And James, the insurance bro with Pipeline Insurance, can help you effectively add insurance to your existing business. If you are ready to create wealth today and generational wealth for tomorrow, email businessbros at csfirst.com to schedule a free consultation or join the Business Bros Network, www.businessbros.biz.